Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, the first rule of higher education, get good grades. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and welcome to our second Career Tools podcast. Today's show is the first in a series of what will surely be many Career Tools cast about college and university as preparation for one's professional life. As with so many other things in one's career, too often we find out what's important after we can do anything about it. And if you're one of our listeners who have already graduated, think about having your children listen. Here we go. Recently, um, you and I were talking, and we were talking about this recent stuff in the press about college presidents in the United States. They're lobbying for lowering the drinking age, yeah, yeah, as a, as a I guess as a way of controlling drinking on campus, right? But it, my reaction to that was it's inc- it's incredibly silly, right? I mean, right. Not not that like I know anything about controlling drinking ages and those kind of things, but although we probably agree that they shouldn't, right? I mean. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. The point that really struck me was is it's it's not what's important at college. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was the thing that got me. I thought, you know, these presidents have to raise money and so on, and 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 uh, and here they are talking about drinking age and and banding together. Um, and I thought, yeah, wrong, wrong, wrong place to be focused. Um, my mom would would totally disagree with this, but for the vast majority of people today. Higher education really boils down to an investment in one's future. And the investment most likely is going to be, you're going to get a return based on your career, your professional life. Right. I think college has morphed from what it used to be um, in terms of developmental and broadening and so on, which I think it still is, but it's become much more of you could argue colleges and universities are much more of a votech, a vocational um, technical school for modern professions. It's not that bad, of course. And, and now look, the fact is it's an investment in your future. And yeah, like we say, there, there are other things going on, the development and growing up and so on. How, how could there not be? Um, because everybody's right. And, you know, people are between 18 and 22 and there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on in one's life at that age that is beyond just, the linearity of okay, how are you preparing for for your the rest of your rest of your life? Probably, if you lumped all of those other things together clumsily, and we're not we're not suggesting this is the only way to describe it, but if you lump it all together as growing up or discovering the world of adult consequences, um, all of that stuff, which may have been more important fifty or sixty years ago, all that stuff really now we believe is secondary to the investment you make. Um, Again, the the reason, the primary reason for higher education is an investment in your future. I hope so, and I hope my my sons and my daughter at some point in the future understand that because it's at least from my perspective, it's a pretty big investment. (laughs) Yeah, hope they're approaching it that way. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Send send your send your kid to Tulane, and um, there you go. And and look, I, I I can I mean anybody could could email 
you know, my children, those who know him and say, what has, what has Mark been saying for years? And he says, I said the same thing all the time over and over and over again, get good grades and have fun. Right. And just like every investment out there, right there, there, there's a measure of success and you're going to be asked in an interview when you come out of college about your success. And the question you're going to get is, Hey, Bob, how'd you do? Yeah. You want, you want a high return on your investment and the business world has, if in fact you're applying to it, if, if that's where your career is going to take you, and there are many other wonderful careers, um, a high return on your investment is most likely going to be generated by um, a career in the business world. And, and therefore, you're going to submit yourself to the, to the business world, right? You're going to submit to the standards and the vagaries of, of a world in business. So, so yeah, the how did you do question is, is in my opinion, um, really a reminder of the linearity and the singularity of the college experience. There are other things that are important, but, but again, we, we, um, we see them as secondary. So look, the, the, the cast uh, regarding grades that the, the first rule of higher education is to get good grades is, is is simple, really. We have five points. Um, number one is the first rule of success is good grades in college or university. Uh, number two is in the U.S., that means a 3.0. Um, usually in the U.K., uh, and, and we, we don't have time to go over all the, the university systems in the world, but generally it means upper division, second class honors or first class honors um, in the U.K. Uh, number three, you're going to be asked in an interview what your GPA was or, you know, how well you did, how'd you do? And it's not only a fair question, it's a smart question for companies. And we'll explain why. Number four, as we've alluded to already, most everything else you're going to do in college is a distraction. And that's actually good preparation for a professional adult life. And then lastly, our, our recommendation is very simple. Study hard. Um, that's the, the single biggest determinant of, of success. Uh, in terms of grades that they know of in terms of correlation uh, study hard, even when it's not cool. Good. Well, that's a good outline. And I particularly like the first point, which is success in college is good grades. I mean, yeah. really, I mean, what clear measure of success could there possibly be? Right. It, <laughs> some people will argue, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm but sure. it's really not very arguable at all. Look, um, we know that you either got or you are getting a lot out of college and or university or the higher education, whatever, however, however you refer to it in the, um, in the area of the world where you live, um, you get a lot out of it that is not coming from class. And that's great. We want that. We want broad people. Okay. You're growing up, you're making choices, you're getting drunk, probably you're being silly, probably. Uh, and you're figuring out who you want to be as an adult. And that is important stuff. Um, please try not to do it on, you know, please try not to post it on Facebook uh, or at least clean up Facebook. <laughs> but um, by the time you interview, we we're, it's fine in advance. Although, although I worry sometimes about the cash that everything on the internet is cashed. Right. Right. Um, all that stuff's important, but it, but it all happens around the experience of their education, right? It's around it. Yeah. 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 Without the classes, without the degree, without what the degree means, and basically what the degree means is I finish something the world says has value and has put standards on and metrics on, 
Um, without all that stuff, none of the other stuff that folks want to argue in favor of would ever happen. They all exist around the primary focus, which is study and grades. None of it would exist at all. It would be, you know, it, it would be like business without money. And there, really, there is no such thing, folks. Um, uh, it, it, it's families without love. It's religion without spirituality. It's baseball without the Dodgers. It's tea without the Brits. It's, you know, I hate to say it, it, it. Well, it's engineering without the Germans. That's for sure. It's love without the French. And I hate to say it, but it's global hegemony without the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, the point is, look, at you go to college or university for the classes. Right. And classes are measured. Measured. Right. And if you want to be taken seriously in any endeavor for the rest of your adult life, you are going to have to measure your success. Right. You're going to have to compare yourself to a standard. You're going to set a goal, see if you can achieve it. And if you don't, you're going to try again. Yeah. Right. You're great. You're, you're totally right. And think about it for a second. Go, go back to school. I mean, I, yeah, a long time ago, Mike, but think about it. Yeah. Did you not Thanks. either know what your grades were at the time and wanted to find out how you had done? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Now, remember, I, I would say fully 20 to 30% of people that I've interviewed on college campuses have said, well, I really don't know, or I don't keep track. Now, I have to tell you, if somebody says that to me in an interview, what you're saying is, I don't care about the single most important metric in what is the most adult part, the most professional part of my life, the part that really relates to return on investment. And and even if you got high grades, I would be very cautious about you and I would probe to understand what you're doing and how you're spending your time. Um, if you're going to say, I don't care or I don't desire to get better or the primary measure, the primary metric that we use here is unimportant to me because my fear is if you're a salesperson, you won't care about gross sales. You know, you won't care about margins. If you're in operations, you won't care about quality. You won't care about cost. If you're in marketing, you won't care about reach or customers or what have you. Yeah, the, the issue is not their their great grades or lack of grades. The issue is they haven't figured out how to set an objective, measure their performance yes. against that objective and adjust their behavior to reach the objective. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and that is a theme that all great performers in every endeavor in the history of the world have been clear about. I set goals and I achieve them. It, look, folks, your grades in college are the first generally agreed upon indication of your willingness to meet adult professional standards through hard work and professional behaviors. And underlying that in this case, as we alluded to just now, is goal setting and achieving and a desire to improve. Yeah. Um, now, look, um, here's how it happens. And, you, you know, my, I've told you a hundred stories about, about, as I've said before, quote, kids, unquote. And I, you know, I probably shouldn't say that anymore because it makes me feel old. But, um, you know, I'm interviewing a young person on campus and look, if you have a low GPA, a grade point average, that's the way the U.S. would call it, a GPA, and and a, a bunch of other mitigating circumstances, right? You you Yes, it's true. You can get by. You can get hired, okay? But I want to say to all of you out there who are in college thinking about a, a career, um, you can get by, but it's going to be much, much harder than if you had gotten good grades. For every young person 
who interviews with us for a job while at school or after school and says, my marks are low because I paid for 100% of my education myself through full-time employment, which by the way, we love people who can do that. When you say that though, I guarantee you, I can show you someone who did what you did in your job and got a 4.0, 4.0, a perfect score in the US, um, a perfect 4.0 GPA. Yeah, um, they yeah. are out there. And, and and let me ask you, I mean, if you had a if you were interviewing for a job and you had two people in front of you and only two people to choose, one had a four oh while paying for school and the other one had a two oh and said the reason I didn't get better grades because I was paying for school. Which one would you choose? No, nothing else. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It, it, yeah. Folks, you're adults now. Rewards are doled out on the basis of your ability to outperform others. I, yes. I'm sorry. That's that's one of the rules of adult life. And despite. Right. All the abundance in the world, much of your adult life will be ruled by scarcity principles. And folks, this is one of them. And perhaps more importantly, you won't have any say at all, at all, in the measuring sticks that are used in your evaluation. This will be true throughout your entire life. Many others have gone before you and have settled upon a reasonable, admittedly not close, not, not even, really not even remotely close, but serviceable, serviceable, it works, standard. Right. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. The standard is is set. Right. Yeah. And in this case, the first one here is grades. In the U.S., that means a 3.0 grade point average. Right. Period. Now, we, we could spend a lot of time talking about various international standards. Wendy was kind enough to share with me um, U.K. standards um, and a couple of things. Uh, there are only really four grades for first degrees in university at the, in, in the United Kingdom, First class honors, which is which is called a first, um, and second class honors, which are divided up into upper division or upper second two dot one, and lower division or lower second two dot two, um, and then there are third class honors, uh, which are called thirds. And generally speaking, the equivalent of the unofficial standard of I may have to probe more to get to know you better if you're below it or if you're above it, I generally feel good, is if you were, if you got a first or if you were upper second, if you were upper division, uh, second class, uh, upper division, 2.1 2 um, or 2.1. And again, that, we're not saying that, that, um, that it's right. We're saying it's real and you ought to know it. And if you're thinking, well, you know, lower second is the same thing as upper second. They're both seconds. You're wrong. There are companies that will look and say, look, we've got 500 applicants. We can't possibly interview all of them. We're only going to interview the ones that are fir have firsts or an upper second. And so that narrows it down to 100. And we believe over the law of large numbers that we're going to get better uh, candidates for our jobs with that criteria than if we interview simply everybody. Are we going to miss some great people? Yes. I've told the story many times before of John Hoffman, my best friend at the academy who had a 1.69 GPA and has succeeded beyond all but one, you know, he's one of the most successful people I've ever known and one of the greatest leaders ever I've ever known, ever seen, and had the best evaluations in the military I have ever seen. Um, and he had a terrible GPA. And it's possible that you could be that person. Unfortunately, you'll never find out in many cases because companies will filter you out. And even if you say, well, that's their loss, they would say, yeah, you're right. And we have to have some way of addressing the, the, the number of people who want to come to work for us, particularly top companies. Um, and so they, they use various filters. Look, here's another way of thinking about it. If you're going to argue about something, 
argue about something you can have an impact on. If you're arguing about whether or not a 3-0 or an upper second is really the right standard, frankly, you remind me of my dad saying to me when I was a kid, and I didn't understand it then. He says, um, you'd complain if they hung you with a new rope. And <laughs> I remember telling him, Dad, I'd complain if they hung me. <laughs> and his point was, of course, for those of you who don't know that saying, is the idea that you're going to get hanged and you're going to complain about the type of rope they use is really pretty futile. The fact is, your grade point average, your success in the primary metric of the uh, of the core thing that you're going to school for, which is to go to class, study, and get grades to show how well you did. Um, you, you arguing about that, or you know, your success relative to that is what recorder, recruiters look for. Again, is it possible for you to have a two five and be brilliant? Yeah, it sure is. Um, and again, if we could interview everybody for days and days and days, we'd probably know that, but we can't. We don't, and we won't do that. So look, if you're still in school and you're below 3.0 or you're not in the upper second or whatever passes for those kinds of standards um, in the nation, the nation that you're in, start working harder now. Now, oh, by the way, we, we see this all the time too. Um, don't think that if you have a 3.2 in the U.S. in your major and you have a 2.8 overall, that's okay with us. It's not. Yeah, that didn't work. That's a quibble. It's what we call a quibble, right? You're, you're, you're attempting to say, yeah, but really I did make it in one thing. It's like saying I got an A in one course, so therefore somehow I have a 4.0. Um, look, all that proves is that you have prioritization problems, that you didn't spend more time on the things you were getting poor grades in. We don't care whether you liked them or not. The comment that people make is, well, I really love my major and that's why I did well in it. Look, <laughs> That's worse. You're saying you only do well at stuff you like and you blow off the rest. We're going to ask you to do our job, not the job you design. And this is particularly true for the millennials in the audience. We want an overall 3.0 GPA and you don't get to design the job. There are going to be some things you don't like to do and you're going to have to do them. And, and some of you are going to say, well, I don't want to. And so that's okay. Then, okay, we, we make big jobs. And with most jobs, there are things that most people don't like to do. And, and yet uh, they have to be done. Um, when you run a consulting firm, sometimes you have to make packets in the middle of the night because your packets didn't get there. And you have to go to, to Kinko's and spend all night at a Kinko's and it's not the most glamorous thing in the world, but if the client needs it, you're not going to say, well, sorry, they didn't get printed. So if you don't like the job that we have that includes some things you don't like, then that's fine. Don't do our job and go out and find one on your own and, and build your own company. And that's great. We love, isn't freedom wonderful that you get a chance to do that? Um, that's fabulous. Yeah, but well. if you're going to interview, you're going to take a job that you didn't design. It's going to include some things you didn't like. And you can't tell us, I don't like that, so I'm not going to do it well because it's still part of the job, right. period. Yeah. And so, and so, folks, what does this all mean? It means you're going to be asked, and it's not yeah. just a fair question. <laughs> Frankly, it's the smartest question they could ask you. Okay. The, and you know what? I just thought of something, Mike. I just thought, I, I don't, you know, you and I hadn't talked about it before. But this is the classic moment. This is the classic interviewing question. What was your GPA or how did you do, right? Bob, how did you do? And the first word out of 
so many young people's <laughs> mouths when they when they don't like what when they're uncomfortable with their answer is me, the first word is well 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 <laughs> well, well let me t- and then they go on to tell you why the GPA yeah. which is what they're asking you for is not important right, right. what's really important is exactly. all the other things well I was president of my fraternity and I was involved in athletics and everything right. else football baseball track and field team. I'm right. blinking my eyes very quickly thinking it, it, this this nightmare is going to go away and he's going to actually answer my question because this is a question that I have allotted nine seconds to in the interview of 40 minutes or 30 minutes and the other 25 or 26 or 27 minutes are meant to allow you to talk in detail about what you've done and how well you've done it. But when this answer takes three minutes, suddenly we have less time for you to sell yourself to us. Right. Um, look, it's simple. Recruiters, like everybody else in every other job, have heuristics uh, that we use when we interview you on campus. And the 3.0 standard or the upper second standard has a long and generally effective history for us. Not perfect, but no heuristic is perfect, of course. It's a rule of thumb. And it's because we're going to measure you against standards that you're not going to have much say over, even though they will be clear to you. And GPA is the best proxy for your behaviors that are of interest to us in your time at university. It's that simple. Yeah. And further, <laughs> you knew what the core metric was when you were there. Right. You, look, at, I don't think there's many of, many of you listening to this who, when you were at the university, thought that the most important thing you did was your participation on the debate club. Right. Right. So you know it. And even if we don't care about your degree, and sometimes we don't, because we're, we're asked to look at all sorts of degrees, right? Right. Because we're asked to consider all sorts of degrees. Right. We know that you knew what the ultimate <laughs> metric was. Yeah. And, so, you know, and, and since you knew, then the, then the only question is, well, how, did, how well did you do against a measure that you knew about? Yeah. And we're going to ask it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fair because you know it's the measure of your world, and it's smart because measures are our world. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's, let's go back a bit and, and talk a little bit about what what I think a lot of folks are thinking in their head, in their head which is, okay, look at, yeah, my grades weren't great, but I did football, I did baseball, I did track and field, or, or look at, even better yet, even better yet, let's talk about things that are more directly related to maybe the business world, is I was in the math club, right? I was right. on the debate team. I was in the future astrophysicist society meetings yeah. every week. Don't, right. don't those things count for anything? Sure they do. Yeah. I mean, we love a, a well-rounded person. We find that well-rounded people tend to do better in complex and diverse jobs. And they tend to do better working with a diverse group of, uh, of co- colleagues, of coworkers, or of associates. And let's be clear. You're there to study and get good grades and everything else relative to the primary thing is a distraction. But the beauty of that is that's good preparation for your adult life. Look, if you're going to say in the interview those things, right, all those things, we we like them as a matter of, in general, as a matter of principle. If you're going to say that you were distracted, right, because I, I was busy doing other things and took my eye off the ball, as a way of justifying your low performance in the primary standard, like a salesman who doesn't make any sales but has great relationships with his or her customers, you're going to regret it, okay? Look, we know you're not actually going to say 
I was distracted. Right. 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 right? That that's your point. You you you're you're saying it by listing the actual things we've heard in in interviews. Well, that sounds a lot um, better than saying I was distracted. That's for sure. Yeah. Exactly. But those nonetheless are distractions from grades. They don't make you go. They don't hold your feet to the fire and say, "We know you should be studying, but we're going to make you do this other thing." Well, I, t- I take that back. The academies they do, but okay, that's a different thing. And, you know, I, I, I joke about this. I have two brothers that went to Southern Cal, and they were both involved in the Greek system. And I, I wished I could have had as much fun as they did in one week. I didn't have as much fun in four years. Actually, I, I can't remember having any fun um, at the academy. But um, I, I know there are people out there who say that, you know, the, the Greek system, the sororities and fraternities who were rebelling. And my response to that, somewhat tongue-in-cheek or perhaps completely tongue-in-cheek, is unless you're Spartans, um, <laughs> the fact that you're Greek, we really don't care. Look, the Greek system is wonderful. Athletics is wonderful. If you were a national championship and a national champion in a sport or on a division team, a division champion team or a conference championship team, or you were in a, a finals or you got into the playoffs or something, those are all important things. And they are secondary to your grades for the vast majority of companies who are going to interview you for professional jobs after college. Right. Yeah. Unless you're one in, you know, one in a million that gets to go play professional football. Yeah. Um, and then you get injured the second year and then now you got to fall back on your grades again. But yeah, we, we digress. Yeah. But, but let, let me digress one more time. This is this is a great point to tell my Heisman Trophy story, right? Sure. Interviewing is an artificial reality in which we're applying heuristics, one of which is 3.0 slash upper second. Um, is an artificial reality designed to keep you out. If you were the Heisman Trophy winner in your undergrad academic program and you believe that that would make you great in your job, and this is this is even more true if you're going from one job to another in corporate America uh, or wherever you are in the world, um, interviewing is an artificial in-between step. It's a bit like being Heisman Trophy winner, knowing that you're going to get drafted first in the draft and then being told in order to get hired, you have to play tennis. It makes no sense, but it's still true. And you've got to understand the rules. And one of the rules is you're going to get asked, how well did you do? And that means your GPA. Right. Okay. So the question is, what does this all mean? What, how, what does this all boil down to? And right. it, it's pretty simple. It means study hard, even when it's not cool. Yep. Yep. Because distractions of other cool things will grab at your ankles when you have a bigger job. Um, as part of your career, you're going to be, you're going to have 30 things to do and you're going to have to pick. Sometimes you're going to be wrong and you're going to do the wrong thing extremely well. Okay. Those people who are successful find ways to stay focused on what's important. And heck, Drucker even addresses this. He makes his joke about, uh, about, you know, it's a circus, it's a circus act if an executive tries to do three things with her career. Right, the or with with her job in any one twelve to eighteen month period, and he he said he knew a handful of executives in his entire sixty year consulting career that could do two things at once well, but the vast majority of us should just stick with one. You pick one, you focus, and 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 focus. Let's be clear. When I say focus, I mean the opposite of multitasking, the opposite of switch tasking, the opposite of continuous partial attention. Focus is what makes for high level of success in the adult world of adult consequences. So if you can study hard on a Friday night, Friday night, maybe some of your friends will laugh at you. Um, yeah, we're not saying every Friday night, right? We're not right, saying don't yeah, we're not. Fun. Um, and, and if they get to you, <laughs> I love this. If they get to you, if it kind of gets to you that you're studying and, and, and you heard us and you're going to go back and hit the books, 
Um, and, and we're not saying you can't have any beer, but if they get to you, just remember that old Harvard University cheer when something didn't go well on the football field. And it goes like this. That's all right. That's okay. You'll all work for us someday. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do want to say one more thing, Mike, um, regarding focus. If I had to pick the one thing that I see university students, college kids today making a mistake on, it is not just study hard, it is study habits. And I see iPhones, iPods, and I see texting, and I see same time, and I see instant messaging. And you simply cannot be in the world of continuous partial attention and truly soak up enough of your classwork in order to be excellent at it, which is to say get A's. If I could snap my fingers and change one habit for university students today, I'm not saying it wasn't true 20 or 30 years ago, but it's more, it, it's much more difficult now because of the possible easy things that we carry around with us that will distract us. Phones and computers, laptops being the, the two big dangers. Uh, it's much uh, easier now to get distracted. And that is the one thing I would change is the ability to ignore distractions and focus. If focused study time takes less, a lot less time than unfocused study time. And with all those resumption costs going back and forth from one thing to the other, your brain simply can't intellectually learn to the deep level that are, that's necessary to be effective at, at, a, at a difficult college or university today. So agreed, but that's a future cast, right? How to, yeah. how to get good grades. It's <laughs> a great point. Okay. So how about a, how about a quick review? Sure. So the first rule of success is good grades. Sorry, folks, that's the way it is. And it's not going to change anytime soon in the U S that means a three Oh, uh, where you are, it may mean something different in the UK. It means upper second. You're going to be asked what your GPA is. It's not just a fair question. It's a smart question for us. Most everything else you're, that's going to happen to you in college is going to be a distraction. And that's fine. That's actually good preparation. But don't tell us that you were distracted. And so that makes your grades okay. Because what that tells us is that you're going to be distracted in our job, which we don't want. Because they're going to be clear clear priorities that we give to you. And then you're going to have to make choices about. And then lastly, the answer really is study hard even when it's not cool. And you'll be like the ant and not the grasshopper. And that's a good thing. There you go. All right, my friend. Thanks. Thanks, partner. All right, we'll see you. That's it, everyone. We'll see you all again next week. Just as we have for Manager Tools, we have premium content for Career Tools as well. And we're offering a special discount for those of you who are already Manager Tools premium members. Check it out on the website, www.managertools.com. See you next week, folks. So long. 